Rasmus, we're back from Gothenburg. Yes, we are. And it was an amazing experience. It was fantastic. I'm glad that I got to get you to meet some really cool people down there. Yeah, it was really fun. And uh, a lot of amazing people. The brewers, the bartenders. The beers. The beers. Of course, the beers. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about... Bishop Arms Jan Torjet in Gothenburg, because they've actually refurbished the entire place and done it into something that is not what Bishop's Arms is normally. Yeah, we sat down with uh, Ewell and we talked about. He talked about the the new renovations, the new style of the Bishop's Arms. It's much brighter than it used to be. It was fun. It was fun listening to it and fun being there to experience it on your own. So you guys stick around and listen, because here it comes. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Beer Bubbles podcast. I am, of course, joined here by Cece. I'm here. And we are, at the moment, at Bishop Arms at the Jan Torriot in Gothenburg. Bishop's Arms. A bishop's Arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your S's right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest with us today. Yes. Who are you? And why are, why are we here? No, um. who are you? Yes, so my name is Joel Berjoden, and I am the pub manager here at Jan Torjot at the moment. And I'm happy to have you guys here. Welcome. What's your background? How did you end up here? Yeah, so that's a long story, but I've been working for Bishops now for about uh, three years. And um, I've uh, been up at the other Bishops in Gothenburg at Avenil. And then for the last couple of months, I've been uh, helping out here at Jan Torjot. Because you've done a refurbishment of the entire place. It used to be Bishop Arms, for you guys who don't know it, is Shana Pubs that is actually spread all throughout Sweden. Yes. So it's a a British-style concept. What we're trying now is to brighten it up a little bit to make it more attractive to a wider audience. And this is the second one in our chain that's gotten this refurbishment. And it turned out really nice, I think. I really like it. It's a bit more upscale pub. In, in like I've been a lot to Scotland and the UK, and, and the upscale pubs tend to have tiles on the walls and bright colors, and, and the wood is not as dark. Yes, agreed. Yeah. It's, a, it's a brighter feeling coming in here than the most Bishop Arms. Bishop's Arms pubs. <laughs> damn it. I'm going to nag you about that one. All the, <laughs> all the podcast room. I know. Uh, it looks very nice. It does. And you got your own beer as well c- that we've got in our glasses. Uh, it's brewed by Océan Brigadiet. Tell us about the beer. Yes. So this is uh, a beer that's been here almost as long as uh, Bishop's Jantorit. I think it's been on draft here for the last 13 years. And we're really proud to have it. We're the only place in Sweden that sells it on draft. And it's brewed by Ocean, who's uh, a microbrewery here in Gothenburg. And it's a dark, nice porter on around 9%. Well, should we try it always? Yes. Cheers. 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 Well, that is packing a punch. It's got power. Mm. <laughs> Rasmus loves these kinds of beers. Every time we drink these kinds of beers, he... Just gets this Cheshire Cat smile. I need some time for myself now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's made by Thomas Bingebo at Ocean Brigadiet. Uh, it's, uh, tell us about Porter and Gothenburg, because that's got a long history. Yes, and so uh, Jan Torjot is like uh, an old uh, workers' square. 
So that's why it's called like the the working class porter of Jantorg. And uh, porter uh, has got a long history in Gothenburg, starting basically with Carnegie Porter starting in 1836. Uh, so it go- goes ways back, this style of beer and Gothenburg. It's not this... Porter is extremely big in Gothenburg, while not that big in the rest of the country. Uh, yeah, I would say so. And uh, this has been known as the like black corner of uh, of Jantorget since it's... Um, uh, we always have a, a wide selection of porters and stouts on draft. Uh, how is it to work with uh, a chain uh, as bishop, Bishop's Arms? Like the, the pros and cons? I would say that uh, the pro is that you get a lot of support from uh, the organization and you can still maintain your freedom as into running your own place. You get to set up... Uh, your own drafts and bottles everything's not uh, controlled by licenses which is nice yeah the concept behind bishop is that they also promote lots of local breweries if there's a uh, bishop's arms in urbro there's a lot of breweries prominent from urbro on tap and in bottles and of course here in gothenburg that you got lots of craft gothenburg beers yes this is definitely the beer capital of sweden Everyone says that, and it, re- it really hurts that I have to agree when I'm living in Stockholm. <laughs> <laughs> Just accept it, easy. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to. <laughs> uh, but you, as everybody else in this uh, wonderful business we are in, has to close 10 o'clock nowadays. Uh, how did that affect you? Oh, well, yeah, it feels strange when you uh, do last call at 10 o'clock, but yeah, it's... It is what it is now, and hopefully it won't drag out much longer. But you have a lot of guests during the days uh, when you open. Yeah, for for after work, people are still coming in for a quick beer or so. But it's same as everyone else. It's hard times now. Because this looked like an regular Bishop's Arms before you changed the interior. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, so this has been a pub for a really long time. Um, and now it's it's been a bit mixed uh, reactions to it, but I would say uh, most guys are uh, very very happy with what we've done. I can imagine that lots of re- old regulars have gone. It's not my old bishop anymore. But on the other hand, you get to explore new customers. Do you have new people coming in? Yes, I would say, and um, we've um, been selling a lot more wine as well. So um, people are a bit surprised that you can actually get a, a good glass of wine at Bishop's now. It's not only for beer lovers. And uh, we've upped the cocktail menu as well, too. And, of course, the food. Linnea Storden has got loads and loads of pubs. Uh, how is the competition? Is it hurting you, or is it more like dragging people here? No, I would say it's helping us, and uh, there's a lot going on in this uh area of Gothenburg right now and you have uh, the Longgatorna who starts here at Jantorget which are now packed with um, with uh, restaurants and, and bars so that's like the new nightlife center of Gothenburg I would say especially if you're interested in beers you have to come down to Linnéaston because there's lots and lots of really nice beer bars also other kind of restaurants but since we're a podcast about beer we have to <laughs> kind of plug for for the beers. Next time on Beer Bubbles, wine. 
No, but uh, what is your favorite thing about working down here at the Antoriet? Well, I would say um, definitely the mix of people that we get in. It's uh, it's a really a pub in that sort of way. It's a place for everyone, dogs included. So it's um, it's a really nice atmosphere here going on. Bishop Jan Torjet has been around for 13 years, you said. How long has it been here? Oh, I believe it opened in 2006. So it was uh, one of the first real beer bars in Gothenburg then. It must have been a Rover before you, maybe Beef Eater Inn. Yes, of course. But the beer scene was quite different back then as well. Then it was more uh, British style and not so much Porter stuff. The beer styles that you sell now, what are people tending to drink? Oh, we sell... Um, we sell a lot of uh, porters and stouts, of course, but also people are really into sour beers now. That's uh, really picking up. In and I find that weird because as much as I, I enjoy a sour beer, a couple of years back I said in uh, an interview with someone that I'd never thought sour beers were going to hit in Sweden. And now it's the big thing. Oh, it sure is, yeah. Is it because you find a new market new people who who don't drink beer normally or is it other beer drinkers who tend to start drinking sour beers you think yeah i think it it takes some getting used to so you try it the first time and you probably don't like it but then you have it a couple of times and then you sort of get stuck into it It was the same with the ipas when they first came out people thinking like oh this is too bitter it's a bit of too much for me i'm not gonna like it and now it's like the new stark. I usually do the parallel between sushi and sour beer. First time, it's disgusting. The second time, it's kind of nice. And the third time, you're stuck with it. <laughs> you cra- yeah. You're craving it. Yeah. <laughs> Bishop Arms is not just about the beers. It's about uh, old drinks. But you've, through all the years, had a great selection of whiskeys as well. What's the thought behind that? Yeah, whiskey's always been a big uh, part of Bishop Arms. And we have... Probably, I would say, the the largest selections of any restaurants that I've seen, at least. There's a few who's specifically into it, of course. But I think whiskey drinking has peaked in in Sweden, at least for now. So, But a couple of years back, it was really, really trendy. Now people tend to go more towards gin and tequila, mezcal, explore other types of spirits. So... As a guest on uh, Bishop's Arms, when you come in here, what, what can a guest expect? I would say, um, I would hope you come for uh, dinner and some nice drinks and with an open mind. Because we're always happy to uh, recommend you something you haven't tried before. And that's always in our interest to help you find new stuff that you like. Whether it's food, wine, beer, of course. And Bishop Arms is also the part of the elite hotel chain. This is one of the few Bishop Arms in Sweden who hasn't got a hotel attached to it. How does that differ? Because you worked at uh, Bishop Avenue, which is connected to an elite hotel. What's the difference between working a pub without a hotel and one with? Yeah, I would say we attract, as a hotel pub, we attract more of the business clientele on... uh, the regular basis and then on during the summer we get a lot more tourists as well otherwise than that i think it's it's quite the same 
So you mean uh, it's not a, a difference in uh, the amount of people you get in? Because in a hotel, you already have guests kind of in-house. Do you have to work more to get people in? Yes, of course. Uh, and um, Jan Torriot is more uh, of a regulars bar. Avenue has business regulars that come from out of town to stay at a hotel, and they always come down t- for dinner at a, our place. But you do activations as well. Uh, what kind of uh, different activations do you have? Oh, uh, we try to do as much as we can on uh, tastings, tap takeovers, meet the brewers, that kind of stuff. And quizzes? Yes, uh, we have the largest quiz in Sweden. That's on every city that there's a bishops. So due to the pandemic, this one has been postponed and we hope to do it the last Sunday of uh, January. So it's kind of a nationwide quiz that you do at the same time with the same questions? Yes, correct. That is fantastic. Yeah, and then we run our own quiz once a week regularly also. So this bishop has been around for a long time. I must say, Rasmus, the atmosphere is fantastic when you walk in. They rebuilt it. The bar was at the other end before you rebuilt it, wasn't it? Yes, correct. So we moved the entire bar to get a a much nicer exposure towards the restaurant. Because when you walk in the door, you actually have the bar on your left-hand side. It's a long bar, lots of taps. Everything's really visible. When you walked in last time I was here, which was before the rebuild, you had to like navigate your way over to the bar. Now you're at the bar when you walk in. Yeah, and that's how you want it. Yeah, but it, it, that must mean a difference in sales as well. Yes, it's been a huge improvement, I would say. And uh, there's always 29 drafts going on and a wide selection of bottles as well. So, uh, yeah, you should definitely find something you fancy here. How much do you have that is local on on tap on a normal day? Of course, we try to support uh, as much of the local breweries as we can. I would say five or six usually is uh, local. Which is the best Gothenburg brewery? I'll have to ask you personally now. Oh, that's a hard question. I would have to say I'm really keen on OO. Oh yeah, Ulle and Olof. Yeah, they're. Uh, I've never been disappointed in one of their beers. So you like the hazy stuff? I do, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that before we yeah. got here. <laughs> hazy beers are, some say it's a fab and it's going to pass over. Some say it's here to stay. What do you think? Yeah, I would say it's definitely going to stay, but I think uh, it's peaked for now. People tend to ask uh, for more of the old school IPA. I'm thinking Cigar City, High Alight, the more West Coast or what you should call it. So they want a bit more malt flavor and uh, the bitterness. And that could be due to the the season as well, because a hazy IPA looks best on like outside in the sunshine, right? Well, it's more of a... Uh, to me, I've got a bit of a problem with the hazy IPAs. I, I do like them, but they still have to have kind of a bitter backbone. And uh, some of them just smells beautiful and tastes like a mango smoothie. They tend to be a little bit too much of the hazy nowadays. <laughs> yeah, and the hot burn trend as well when it's too much. I'm I'm not sure. It's going gonna, it's gonna to keep evolving, I think. What turn is beer going to take now? Well, people are sort of circling back now to a lot of Belgian beers and British traditional as well. It's uh, really increasing, which I think is nice because... You can only have so much of the beers with all the additives. So I think you should keep the traditional 
real beers alive. Lagers? Yeah, craft lagers is nice. I really enjoy that. It's not that big, but uh, I think it's definitely picking up. I always say that the lager beer will always come back in one way or another. <laughs> well, I normally say there's uh, there's a reason why 95% of the world's population drink lagers. It's easy and accessible and it works with everything at almost any time. Yes, definitely. It's a go-to beer for sure. So, we have a last question for you. You only have one day left to live and you can have one beer. Only one beer and then you're gone. What will you have? If it's going to be the last one, it's probably going to have to be something strong. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go with what's right in front of me and say, uh, of course, Ocean's Arbeta Porter. Well, thank you very much for uh, participating in the podcast, Joel. It's been great having you. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to have you guys here. Uh, we're going to enjoy ourselves at Bishop Arms now for a while. Yeah, and we're going to finish up our Arbeta Porter. And yeah. since it's 9%, I don't know how much more we're going to record after this. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, that's life. That's bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, guys, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel because we're going to have a little clip with uh, Jewel coming up as well. Yeah, it's going to be released in a few days. Yeah, in a few days. After so the Beer Advance calendar is done, it's, we'll, it's, we'll do that. It's done soon. Yeah. Soon. And, guys, cheers and thanks again. Cheers. Cheers. As we said before, a fantastic trip down to Gothenburg. We got to meet Jewel, and it was a very nice experience to sit down and talk to him, to listen to what Bishop's Arms has for its future, what it holds. Yeah, it was absolutely stunning. We also have to give a shout-out to uh, Bishop's Arms companions, Elite Hotels, who actually sponsored our trip down to Gothenburg, made sure we had somewhere to stay. Yeah, that was really nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, if you want to listen to more podcasts... Stay tuned to our Facebook page, to our Instagram, and of course, check out our YouTube channel. That sounds like a great idea. See you guys. Bye. Bye.